Standing behind me were a host of elected officials, and uh, they represent good evidence that uh, God is still in the business of manufacturing uh, handsome and good-looking servants. Amen? Uh, Special thanks to your pastor, Pastor Tony, uh, for the privilege of being with you this morning. Um, Great thanks to Jason Williams, also a man after my own heart, a man that I love dearly. So thank you very much. I've been given a brief uh, five, perhaps six minutes, um, to share with you what the Lord is doing in my life at this very hour. And so I thought I would use that time just to briefly outline the things that the Lord has laid on my heart. I hope you find these words both instructional and insightful and moreover a blessing. Uh, these are interesting times in which we are living. I follow local politics and certainly things that are happening within our country, but I also take a very close look at things that are happening internationally. And I believe that we are likely wit- witnessing a conundrum of international events, the likes of which we've not likely seen in a good 45 to 50 years Um, Many of you are familiar with this situation involving a new form of evil. We call this ISIS, uh, an organization that knows no limitation in terms of its ability to cause destruction and death. We witnessed God-awful events happening just about two weeks ago where this organization literally burned alive a human being. We also are aware of their ability to literally behead, without any measure of compassion, human life. We're watching events play out on the Korean Peninsula where North Korea continues to be a very dangerous and rogue threat. We're witnessing uh, unusual events in Eastern Europe with respect to Russia and the Ukraine. And once again, it looks like Europe could be on the verge of uh, another war, one that undoubtedly would involve the United States and other Western powers. And I go to bed at night and often I worry. I worry sometimes to the point of sin and I ask myself, who is sufficient to deal with these things. And I realize there is no Western power, there is no Eastern power, and there's no power in this world capable of managing these things. And it's at that moment that God reminds me that he alone is sovereign, that he alone is sufficient to govern these things. And at times it may seem as if his watchful eye is not attending to world events, but he has given me great assurance that he is sovereign, that no evil escapes his eye, and that he is mindfully watching over the events that play out in this world. And so we should sleep well at night knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ stands supreme and is ever watchful over the events happening in this world. The Bible states clearly that God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. ISIS is a proud organization. Vladimir Putin is a proud man. The Bible speaks clearly that God resists events, men, and organizations that don't submit to him. God is sovereign and will deal with these issues as we pray through them. Number two, God is reminding me of the authority of Scripture. The authority of Scripture. Christ first and the, the, the authority of Scripture must be our, mind, our mantra. We must walk and live in such a way that we are obedient to, to the authority of Scripture. And I worry sometimes that we are a Christian generation that is quickly letting go of the authority of Scripture. That simply means that when we open the Bible and we behold the words that God has set forth, we live in a manner that is obedient to those words without exception. And times are changing in our country. The winds of history are blowing in this direction and Christianity is walking right along with it. This generation of Christians must make a point to yield to the authority of Scripture. We must believe the word of God is true and that what it instructs, we have an obligation to live by. Now, I stand before you as uh, many things, one of which is an African-American But I will tell you, my blackness is not my religion. I don't need Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson to dictate how I live. The word of God will do so. 
I stand before you as a Republican. I stand before you as a Republican, uh, an elected official committed to the Republican Party and the things that the party represents at this hour. But I don't need John Boehner, I don't need John Kasich, and I need no Republican to tell me what I should think and believe because God has already spoken to those things. My job and duty and obligation is to yield to the authority of Scripture. <laughs> Young people, this is a concept that you must embrace and you must embrace early on. Because the world will tell you that premarital sex is okay. The world will tell you that the standards by which you live, the standards by which you conduct yourselves are all dictated by Hollywood. That is not the case for the Christian. It is the authority of scripture alone to which we must be obedient and by which we must live. The third thing God has laid on my heart would be the concept that God's power is perfected in weakness. God's power is demonstrated in a marvelous way with respect to human weakness. Now, I tell you this because a great secret of my life has been that for likely the last 10 years, I have been suffering and uh, diminishing in some capacity as a result of Parkinson's disease. And um, as each year goes by, I can see how this disease is wearing in on my body. I will tell you that it is a very dark disease. It is dreaded. Um, and there is very little light at the end of this disease. It often ends uh, in a nursing home with the assistance and help of others to ensure that you can live and function on a daily basis. And I have asked the Lord time and time again, I've said, Lord, why are you doing this to me at this hour? Why? I've committed my life to you. I've tried to do the things you've called me to do, and yet you've let me walk, and you are allowing me to live with this dreaded disease that seems as if there is no hope. For a productive life. Why God? And God in his wisdom reminds me. That my power is perfected in weakness. That anything that humbles you. Anything that causes you to rely on me. To seek me. To fall on your face and say God help me. Is something that I am pleased with. And so I don't tell you today. That Parkinson's disease is something. That uh, you should wish to have. Or something that will make your life. Better, and it certainly will not yield to you a better quality of life. But there are things in your life at this hour that require you to seek the Lord. There are things in this life that are simply greater than your ability to overcome. Those are the things that can best demonstrate God's power. Because therein lies an opportunity for you to submit yourself to Christ and say, Lord, I'm in great need of your help despite my gifts and talents. So I remind you in this Christian generation that God's power is perfected in weakness. And we need not fear the things that ail us but turn those things into living demonstrations of God's power perfected in weakness. Fourthly, and perhaps lastly, God is reminding me to be bold and brave for Christ. To be bold and brave for Christ. Now, an interesting, uh, an interesting thing is happening. We are witnessing in the world the rise of immorality and the demise of morality. And the voices of immorality are bold and brave, and they are audacious they are before us in the movies, they're on our television, they're on our phones. It is everywhere. And the Christian, by and large, is relatively silent during these times. This worries me greatly. I am a, a student of Second World War politics, and I think back to the 1930s and 1940s with respect to Nazi Germany, and I ask myself, how is it that the Nazis were able to come to power and delude the entire German nation into believing that Nazism 
was good and right for Germany, there are many reasons that could be given. But one of the most seminal reasons is that the church was silent in Germany during that time. There was no bravery or boldness for Jesus Christ. There was an unwillingness to sacrifice in such a way that we would give it all for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not suggesting that we ought to walk around with Bibles stumping every single man and woman that we see. But I will tell you, by way of our talk, walk, conduct, and speech, we ought to be a force for good for Jesus Christ, such that the world should know who we stand for and who it is that we worship and what it is that we believe. This is a time for the Christian to be bold and brave and audacious for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now finally, listen, all these things are made possible. Understanding the sovereignty of God, living in a manner that reflects the authority of Scripture, believing that God's power is made best in weakness and being bold and brave for Christ, all these things are made possible only if, only if the Christian is disciplining himself and herself in such a capacity that they are praying daily and immersing themselves in the Word of God. Christian, it must be the case that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today, you are conducting yourself on a daily basis, you are disciplining yourself such that you are familiar with the words set forth in this book. This is your life, it is your strength, and it is the only way that you will navigate successfully through this life. I'm Clarence Mingo. Grace and peace to you. Thank you so much.